1: big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 zone hanging out with our good friends at premier wave therapy it is their grand opening they've got food we've got jazz gear come by 2505 east 3300 south you can give them a call save 300 if you get on the schedule today 385 360 wave that's 385 360 9283 we're going to talk to our friend tim lacombe coming up here momentarily Man, I see. I usually see Tim so much. I feel like i have had a few days uh, without a game. I almost feel like I miss him. Is that weird? Uh, no, because he's a likable guy. <laughs> Tim is is definitely a, uh, a likable
2: guy, and a, even cur- Austin likes Tim. Curious. I think everybody likes Tim. Austin, you like Tim? No. Oh, all right. Good. Well, we're...
1: What are you? What are, What are you doing? No, over I'm not. i no, 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 look. What I'm, are no, you up to?
2: No, I, I'm not removing myself from the group. Have, Thank have you
1: have you done something to Tim that you're like <laughs> trying to apologize or make up for? Or? I
2: think Tim got mad at me once when I wrote something about something that he disagreed with or something. But um, but uh, you're okay now. Oh, are you kidding okay. me! I think Tim Lacombe is one of the coolest dudes around. Uh, before we jump out and talk to, uh, to Coach
1: Lacombe, his appearance today brought to you by our friends at Cypress Credit Union. For a limited time only, get a free Utah Jazz signed Joe Ingalls jersey when you open a new dream checking account with direct deposit at Cypress Credit Union. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. He is my co-host on Jazz pre-half and post-game coverage. He's our good friend, Coach Tim Lacombe. What's going on, Tim? What's going on, guys? How are you? Good. I, I I miss you, though. It feels like uh, I haven't seen you
0: in multiple
1: days, and it feels weird.
0: I know. It does feel weird. We we kind of had a, a kind of steady thing going. <laughs> well, it'll pick. It's about to pick up. It, it, uh, we lost him. He hung up
1: on us. Wow. You think you know a guy? Whoops. Oh. Maybe I weirded him out with that whole I no, miss you. No, but... I, I think
2: he pushed the wrong button. It it hung
1: happens. up with the chin or something like that? <laughs> i don't think i've ever hung up with a chin i've definitely like put calls on hold or mute or whatever with my cheek before you've done that have
2: you ever had uh have you ever had something you thought it was on mute mute but it was they could hear what you were saying uh
1: not on a phone call uh well, have you?
2: The,
1: uh, Our boy DJ had that happen to him at a press conference not that long ago.
2: Oh, well, my wife was on a call once, it was a group conference call uh, with a bunch of people, and she and I were talking back and forth, and someone said, "I can hear you." What were you talking about? I'd rather not say.
1: <laughs> was it was it something embarrassing? <laughs> I'd rather not say. Oh, I I can't. I'm gonna have to ask you about this off the air. It's kind of a frisky conversation. Oh no! <laughs> it was Chester at work. Oh,
2: no, no, it wasn't that bad.
1: Chester got caught on a hot mic. <laughs> <laughs> right, Tim imagine, is, imagine what that would be like. Tim is back with us now. Tim, we lost you. Sorry about that.
0: No, guys, that's my fault. I'm so sorry. Um, driving and lost you on the on the road. So I'm now parked and ready to take fire
1: fire away on your question who will the jazz likely match up against do you think
0: the warriors or the grizzlies i think it's going to be the warriors but i do believe there's an outside chance you know it's a one game scenario so we've seen it this year anything can happen um you know the jazz lost a couple games this year you never thought they would and so it's it's possible the one thing that memphis really has going for it it's got a guy in Ja who can get up and down the floor uh they got a guy in brooks who can make shots You know uh their big guys are good and uh, i mean valanchunas had a great game the other night so i, I think they're gonna be a I, I think it'll be a fun game but i believe the warriors will probably be the team the jazz play
2: you mentioned valanchunas didn't he have like 23 and 23 or something like that
0: yeah he was really good and and he actually looked really good at, at times when the Jazz played him this year. He's a guy that kinda of stood out to me as um, you know, he's he's really skilled, he's really physical, he's big, um, and he's got great touch. So um he's a he he's a fun one to watch and yeah, he had a he had a big night, huge night. And John Morant, I mean, that guy's
2: a handful for anybody. So talented.
0: Yeah, I, I call him a one man fast break. Um, you know, when you when you outlet the ball to him, it really is him just kind of playing at a great pace and, and getting to the rim, and that's really where, um, you know, they, they could and probably need to. Memphis probably needs to get out in transition uh, because we've seen the Warriors in the half court. They were great against the Jazz defensively. Uh, they were great the other night against the Lakers. They just didn't guard. You know, Curry got distracted. He kind of turned and got in no man's land. And granted, the shot was, you know, a 40-footer or whatever, um, but it's LeBron, you know, so it, yeah, I watched that, re- uh, that tape and watched it over and over again, and Curry just kind of turns and starts to kind of leave LeBron, and I was like, no, don't leave him, don't leave him, and he left him.
1: Donovan Mitchell practiced uh, for the first time today, Tim, and says he should be uh, good to go by game one. How tricky is it for a coaching staff to find the right way to bring a, a player back after missing an extended period of time?
0: Uh, I think it's, you know, it, it's always going to be really kind of unique to the situation. Um, the way the Jazz play, I think Donovan can can definitely kind of fit back in, uh, but it's going to be a – a situation where, you know, I don't know if he's going to have the usage rate right out of the shoot, you know, and, and does he want to, to you know, is he that comfortable? I think that's going to be the interesting thing. We haven't seen him for several weeks and we know what he's capable of doing when he's hundred percent healthy. And, you know, the question on everybody's mind is, is he hundred percent healthy? And uh, the one thing we do know, the supporting cast did a great job down the stretch and I think they actually – a bunch of those guys improved. So, you, in theory, you add Donovan back to that group, um, you'd hope that it all goes smoothly. But that's the, uh, that's the beauty of it is they've got to they've execute and, and do it. And, uh, man, I'm so excited. It's, it's what a great time of year. Tim, I want to get back to the Grizz and the Warriors for a second. Um,
2: first of all, if you were to answer the question, which of those teams is the better
0: team, would you say the Warriors? Yeah, for sure. Okay. And, and it's crazy because, you know, I, I don't know if you, you asked me that question early on. I don't know if I'd answer it that way, but I think Curry's just taken his game to an entirely different level. And I think you just got to give a ton of credit to Draymond Green for being a champion. I mean, the guy's just a stud. So, uh, yeah, I'd probably say the Warriors are the better team. Okay. So that that's established.
2: How hard is it for. The Warriors to come off a loss, a disappointing loss like it was to the Lakers? And how much of a benefit is it for the Grizz to come off a victory and then the two teams collide in a one game winner takes all situation?
0: Well, I think that's something you've got to take into consideration. It's, a, it's actually a really good point because, um, you know, winning, winning a game, a big game, and losing a tough game. You know, they, they can do different things to you. Um, you know, you talk about confidence. I, I mean, the one thing I will say last night, the Warriors exerted a ton of energy, an absolute ton of energy. You watched. Uh, I mean, they were within a one possession of figuring out a way to win that game, and they gave it everything they had. And guys played a lot of minutes. Um, you know, Curry was running around. Like, he he was an absolute clinic off the ball last night. Um you know, as he always is. But I think that's the, the big question. Will will the, conf- will the confidence of the Grizzlies coming off a win, um, you know, be enough to take the team that's better coming off a difficult, tough situation, a really physical, straining game? And, and can they kind of use that momentum to their advantage? And that's one fascinating part of the way these playoffs are lined up. I will tell you, I, I didn't know that I would watch or not because we watch basketball every night, and I thought maybe I'll have a life of some kind. But I was right in the front of the television watching all that stuff because it, I think it's great. I think it's good for the league.
1: Tim LaCombe is with us here on uh, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, what, uh, what, uh, Taking a look around the rest of the West, uh, Tim, what do you think is the most evenly matched playoff series? Which, which one has the most potential to go seven?
0: Um, I'm pretty intrigued by the Denver Portland series. Um, I think that that one's going to be really unique because you've got two dominant players. One guy on the you know the 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 guard line of Portland, led by Lillard, and then what Jokic is able to do both from the post and the perimeter. And I think that matchup's pretty fascinating. Um, I could see that one going going a long way. I think the Phoenix LA series is going to be terrific. Um, It's going to be kind of power, brute power and star power, two guys against a team really that has formed, uh, much like the Jazz, a real identity in how they play. Um, They really get after it defensively. And then you've got Chris Paul making the decisions, and you've got a a bona fide big-time scorer in Booker. Um, so I think that that one's going to be really interesting as well. And then, um, you know, to see the Jazz come out, I, I really hope, you know, for for the the Jazz' sake that they hit the ground running in the playoffs. They get off to a great start, uh, but we've seen how difficult, you know, if it is the Warriors, how difficult they can be to really feel comfortable against. Um, I, I think maybe they could learn some stuff from the film last night. I thought uh, I thought LA did a nice job of. of really making it difficult, even though Curry had a huge night. He did a nice job in a lot of parts of the game, particularly the fourth quarter, in the way they guarded him, made him give the ball up, made him kind of play through Draymond Green at the high post. So definitely some things you can probably take from it. Um, but, man, I'll tell you what, I think the West, if you look through the West, you know, the Clippers, Mavs is fascinating. I think it's, it's pretty evenly matched, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them all be great series.
2: I want to circle back around what you were talking about with Jake a, a couple of minutes ago. It has to do with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, if he is completely healthy and that ankle does feel back to normal, how fair is it to expect him to be able to play at uh, at a high level just automatically? Is that is that too much to ask?
0: You know, for some guys it is. Um you know, I'll give you an example. I, I was watching the game last night, and, uh, you know, I kept telling, texting friends and people that, um, you know, that I was – my son was here with a couple of his buddies. They were watching it, and I said, look, there's no way that Michael Jordan loses this game. Um, you know, I know that – especially if he's got a top-five guy in AD. And, and so I really was kind of watching to see, and, and I really did expect LeBron – to just figure out a way to win the game. And I do think there's a part of Donovan Mitchell, we've seen it, there's a, there's a, a high, le, uh, high amount of star power in that guy. Um, and he's really turned his game from, you know, the bubble last year through this year to such a high level. Um, and, and he's really added pieces. You know, I think he's gotten better defensively this year. Um, you know, I think he's been – uh, more focused on the types of shots that he takes and gets. So, yeah, yes, I think for most guys it's probably a lot to ask, but this is the guy that we, you know, that we all have seen do extraordinary things, and the extraordinary things that guys do in the playoffs, you know, that, that's where they really cement their stardom. Um, so I feel like you know, th- this will be kind of a big thing for Donovan you know, personally to show that he, he can kind of rise above um but you know that's that's what's going to be fun we'll be able to watch it and see um you know my thought is I think Donovan wants the you know I think Donovan wants to be the guy and and I think that you know he's certainly not going to make any excuses I think for him if he's playing he's going to try to to be Donovan Mitchell and uh that's certainly what the Jazz need
1: I know this is a super radio cliche question but who's the x-factor in the playoffs for the Jazz
0: Oh, man, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it's going to kind of go back and forth. But I think Clarkson, to me, and I've said this to you, Jake, through the through the year, that Clarkson is the one guy who's not going to get affected by the moment. Um, you know, he just does not seem to, to uh, be all that affected by much, and he plays his game. I think he's a guy who, uh, you know, he could go for 40 in a playoff game. And that's just not a piece, you know, that we've had before, uh, you know, to have a, a third, fourth guy. And then you start talking about the other guy, I think it's going kind to of bounce back and forth. I think Boyan's going to be really important. Um, he's really turned his game up particularly late. And I love the way he's been really aggressive with the ball and finishing at the rim, you know, rim first and then getting in a rhythm. He's gotten to the line more. I think he still should get to the line more. But, um, you know, he, maybe you he should start saying he sees three rims <laughs> and he'll get to the line more. But um, I think it's going to be Clarkson and Boyan. I, I think uh, you've got to look at, at, at Rudy as being a constant. Um, I think Joe Ingles is going to be really important because he kind of spurs that second group and gets the ball distributed and makes decisions. Uh, but if I had to pinpoint one guy, I would say Clarkson.
2: What do you th- what, which do you think is more likely, Tim, for the Jazz to continue to shoot the threes and make them at the clip they have this season and, and maybe even surpass that, or for them to go stone cold and uh, miss a bunch of threes?
0: Well, I think what is more more likely is that they're going to continue to make shots because they've, they've, you know, their body of work would say that. Um, what makes the the playoffs difficult is there is a deadline, and every one of those series, you know, whether you're hot or not, that game's going to count. And uh, you know, I played actually played in a golf tournament today with the great Ron Boone, and we rode together and talked a lot about things. And you know, Ron said to me the same thing. You know, if if they can avoid a situation where every guy goes cold, and we haven't seen that only maybe a couple of times this year. Um, but I think that's the beauty of the way Quinn's designed this. Uh, in the old days, you know, you take Malone away, you make stocks and really have to earn his stuff. Um, you know, you're really physical with him, and you really can kind of put the jazz in a spot where you feel comfortable. Um, This jazz team's different because again, a guy like Bojan can go for thirty. A guy from like Hartson can go for thirty. Joe can get scorch hot, you know, scorching hot from three. Then you start talking about Donovan and Moody who kind of been the constants. Uh, And then you throw in role guys like you know, Niang's had big nights and done really big things. Royce O'Neal is capable of of making big shots, you know. And the ball will move. That's the one thing we do know. The ball will move. So it's not going to be one guy having to do it all. I think that's the beauty of the way the Quince designed it. Now, the the big thing is can they avoid having a, a one or two game cold streak? Because unfortunately, in the playoffs, you know, you get behind the eight ball and you lose momentum there. And that's what they've got to avoid.
1: Tim Lacombe with us, 97.5 and 12 into the zone. Uh, Tim, name, uh, we're, we're going to get the finalists for the awards released, uh, actually being released now. We just found out uh, the finalists for the MVP award, the only one that's been released so far, Steph Curry, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic. Yeah. Who do you think gets it, and did they leave anybody out?
0: Um, well, I'm partial. You know, I think the Jazz should have somebody represented. They're the best team. But I think, you know, the problem is that they've got – a three all-stars and guys split votes, and you know some people maybe feel like Gobert's the big difference maker and some people feel like donovan might be it um but i i feel like the uh you know th- those three guys probably you know that probably does a nice job uh i was not as high on on curry getting it but his performance the other night just kind of i i will have no issue if curry gets the mvp because i mean he's had that kind of season I think my vote is Jokic. I think that's the guy I'd vote for.
2: Hmm. And what about the other ones that the Jazz are involved in? Do you think uh, Jordan Clarkson or Joe Ingles will get six-man? And uh, what do you think about Quinn Snyder's chances for coach of the year?
0: I would say that uh, that Clarkson's probably a shoe in for six-man. Uh, Rudy's going to be the Defensive player of the year. And although I think Quinn deserves it, for whatever reason, it's just not – in vogue, um, to vote for him for some reason. I know, I mean, Hey, look, guys have done a great job and they're around the league, but I think if you take everything that Quinn was dealing with and and just use the word unsalvageable. Okay. And and that, that narrative that was around the team and the diff the difficulty they had in the off season, um, or excuse me, in the, in the bubble, losing that series and and really happened to kind of come up with a, a new way, um, I think Quinn's done the best job in the NBA, and I think he deserves it. I, I don't know that he'll get it, but that's who I would vote for, and not being a homer, I just think you take everything into consideration at the end of the day. Um, best team in the league out of nowhere, and the way he managed a very, very difficult situation and made, really made roses out of it was really impressive.
1: Tim, thank you very much as always. I'll see you Sunday. Sounds great. Good to be with you guys. Sorry about the hang-up. <laughs> no problem. See you, buddy. <laughs> Jake, did he just hang up on us? <laughs> <laughs> that's our friend, Coach Tim Lacombe, uh, my co-host, Jazz pre, half, and post-game. Uh, I agree with him on Coach Snyder, but he's not going to get it.
2: Yep, I agree with both of you uh, and that that's the way it's going to go down. Quinn is, uh, he's, let's just say it this way, his team had the best record don't league.
1: Well, and I, I thought about uh, something the other day, something you, you always say and you use it as a golf analogy, but uh, in this case, uh, you know, I think it's it's uh, an argument for Coach Snyder to get it. You know, it's it's harder to go from good to great than it is bad to good. Yep. So, you know, if you take a dumpster fire and get them into the playoffs, uh, oftentimes that coach gets the credit because they overachieved. Yep. But really, the you know, in the Jazz case, a team that goes from good to great I mean, it's a, a more difficult difficult leap to make. So I was thinking about that the other day.
2: And if you don't believe that, all you sixteen, eighteen handicappers out there, you could get to twelve. You could get to ten if you really worked at it. Probably, let's see, you get to two. Two. It's pretty hard to to really really go from say uh, a, two. 10, a ten to a. What about goal? if
1: you're you're down in the you know the you know twenty five thirty. That range. What about...
2: Then, if you get proper instruction and you play enough, you probably could improve that score considerably. I see. Okay. And I'm talking to you, Jakes. Well, Don't hold your breath. Be,
1: that would take work. See, you you, you think I play <laughs> golf to be good. No, I play golf to, yeah, have, fun. to have a good time. Yeah. Do you even keep score anymore? I'll keep score, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll keep score, just kind of... You know, I mean, it's still a game, right? I mean, there's still... I'm not. I'm not going out there and not trying. I'm just not... Yeah, but it's not the U.S. Open. Right. Yeah. But, it, you know, if you get a good score, you want to know what the score is, right? If you're playing well. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be having a rough day and say, you know what, I'm not going to count from here on in.
2: That's happened. <laughs> I, was play- I was playing golf with a buddy of mine uh, once, and, uh, and he's like, you know, it's a pretty crowded day on the golf course, and uh, I was already up on the green, and he was about 100 yards out, and he's yelling to me, is it about 100 yards? And I'm going, this, is, this isn't, you know, this isn't the Masters. Just hit the shot.
1: How would you have a better gauge on the distance than him?
2: I don't know. People just ask your why, opinion. Why you would know. he? Oh, okay. Because he respects me. And Jim.
1: why were you on the green when he hadn't reached the green? You know that's not good etiquette.
2: Well, I was, no, I was farther behind and I stuck it on the green. Oh, you weren't physically on the green. No. Oh, I see. No, <laughs> he wasn't yelling to me from 100 <laughs> That's what I was envisioning. Hey! No, what, that's... what's the distance? What do you think? <laughs>
1: that was what I was picturing in my mind. Thus, I was, I was a little <laughs> bit confused.